Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. Truly, this man was God's son. Palm Sunday, for many of us, is very complicated. We began in triumph and without so much as a hymn to break the mode from every knee bowing and every tongue confessing that Jesus is Lord. Our gospel lesson turned our focus back to tell us how Jesus dies. It then fast forward to tell what happened after the resurrection, including that centurion proclaiming that truly this man was God's son. Without the rest of the story, we may think that the resurrection was just something that just happened. And now all is well. We too believe that Jesus is God's son, So what else is there? Actually, there's a lot that happens between the bookends of Palm Sunday Hosannas and next week's Easter Day Alleluias. In this story, in this service, our story ended with Pilate giving instructions to go make that tomb as secure as you can. And as securely and as tightly as we try to make the story and the tomb on Palm slash Passion Sunday, it doesn't tell the whole story, which is why I say Palm Sunday is complicated. We need the rest of the week. I actually prefer waiting until Good Friday to hear the Passion narrative. But unless every single person comes to every single service, we will miss the depth of the story of suffering. Because without the passion, our Palm Sunday can become a mini Easter or a get out of Lent free day. It's real easy to imagine ourselves with that Palm Sunday crowds we were all singing with the kids, with the hosannas and waving the branches. But it's even easier to excuse ourselves from the company of Good Friday. Author Catherine Percy says, It's one thing to be part of a praise chorus. It's another thing entirely to identify with the people who call for Jesus' blood. We have the privilege of looking back on the events of Holy Week through the benefit of Easter. And we want to believe that we wouldn't be do or make the choices that those folks did. We have good news. We proclaim the mystery of faith every single week. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. And the only sacrifice we have is to offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. We know how the story ends, so why bother? 
One reason I think we bother is because the crowds that sang those hosannas didn't know how the week would end. They were singing Jesus' praises while he fed them and healed them and taught them. But when they got to Jerusalem and their hopes were dashed, as Jesus didn't meet their expectations. So in the turmoil of Jerusalem, it didn't take long for them to turn their backs on Jesus. The Jesus we know offers hope in a variety of ways. But if the only hope we look for, if it must be filled with pomp and pageantry, it's likely that we are totally going to be, we're going to, he's going to not meet our expectations and we're going to miss the point. For those of you who have had your hopes and expectations dashed through all kinds of losses, you actually may be in the best position to grasp what's happening this week. So I invite you, whether you tend toward triumphalism or if your tendency is toward hopelessness, because all seems lost in the world, I invite us all to embrace the tension of these final days of Jesus' life because this tension is real life. There will be opportunities every day this week as we run the gamut of emotions. We have noon Eucharist starting tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday. Monday, Thursday moves us to the first of three-part Easter Triduum which includes Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and the Great Vigil of Easter. The services of the Triduum may be thought of as distinct from one another, but their liturgy actually links us together. There is only one opening acclamation and one dismissal across the three days. On Monday, Thursday, It's going to offer us an opportunity not only to serve others, but to also be served as we offer. It's not mandatory, so you can come. But you can, we are offering the very humbling washing of one another's feet. The Eucharist we share on Thursday will be the last until the vigil. You're then invited to be part of the stripping of the altar as we remove piece by piece down to the last fabric of everything that adorns our altar in the sanctuary. And then we depart in darkness and in silence. Now, for those of you who are missing Mount Lebanon and you're ready to get out there, on Good Friday at noon... We will walk the Stations of the Cross. Our youth and others have created all new Stations of the Cross, and we'll walk that back portion of the property that overlooking Bradley Creek. And along the way, we'll stop to ponder portions of the story in words, in nature, and in art, offering more ways for us to find ourselves and to enter this story. For any of you who can't or rather not walk the approximate length of a football field, 
Please don't let that hinder you from coming to our Good Friday service. You can come early, sit in the um, chapel, and enjoy the beauty of the day and be there when we return. Because when we return, though, the altar will be bare. And in hearing the passion again, we have yet another opportunity to discover that we ourselves are indeed part of a very fickle crowd, a fickle people that not only throw down our cloaks in praise, but we are also people who crucified Jesus. On Saturday, we come back downtown with Bishop Parsley preaching right here. It begins outside at dusk. A paschal candle is lit from a new fire, and from that candle, all light spreads to each of us. We each have our own candles, offering a visual of how the light of Christ spreads out into the world. And as the lights come up, the altar is then reset during the hymn, and we share the Eucharist for the very first Easter service. So if you want to sleep in next Sunday morning, the Great Vigil is the first Easter service. I enjoy all the nuances of the each service, from the tower service at 6 or 6.30, and until the last Alleluia. I hope to see you all. Lastly, on Ash Wednesday, we were invited into a Holy Lent. And whether you have kept the perfect Lent or botched it the first day, I invite you to come and walk the way of Jesus during this Holy Week. We know how the story ends. It indeed will end in joy and in triumph. But it's good for us to experience that mix of peace and conflict, that mix of betrayal and triumph, that mix of noise and silence. It's good for us to experience it all because this, my friends, is the story of life. We triumph. We, but our victory has a cost. And let us never forget. So come, walk the way of Jesus with us this week and find your place, a place where you are loved no matter where you are in the story of Jesus. Amen.